Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is your game ally and your arch enemy, Patrick here, author of this book, GM of this game, and director of this little podcast we call home. I want to welcome you back to another episode of Season 3 of Cosmic Crits. It really feels great being back playing Starfinder again on a regular schedule after the, the holidays are through. As much as the vacation was nice, we are all really excited about the new characters that you missed last week and, of course, this new adventure path that we get to play this year. Quick announcements for the podcast, for the show. Uh, we have dates for our online charity Paizo-supported convention, CritterCon 3. This is the third year for the convention, uh, our online convention for fans and Starfinder friends and uh, fans alike. So mark your calendars now for April 17th through the 19th, 2020. We'll have more announcements about guests and the games in the coming months. But if you want to play some Starfinder Society, raise money for an amazing charity, then CritterCon is for you. So mark your calendars. Uh, before we get much further into Season 1, I wanted to dedicate this episode, our first real media episode, to a few people. In fact, an entire table of Crittermanders that are playing through the Attack of the Swarm AP right now. They are led by GM John, aka John30041. And the players are Alex, Patrick, Bearded Kraken, Mulebeard, Javi... Uh, they were kind, of, kind enough to let me observe their online game of this AP as they, they fought through this first book, and now they're well into the second book. And I am dedicating this entire episode to you all. Thank you for enjoying this game, for your various Patreon support, and listening to the show as well. I hope that this SDF squad can live up to the example of the characters Pentos, KR, Zelzig, Jace, uh, Lita and Hacks, of course. Uh, hope they can live up to your character's awesome example. Uh, thanks again so much for all of you and everyone listening out there that have played Attack of the Swarm and given us your feedback online. You can rate it online, and if you like it, tell tell people what you, you like about it. Uh, now it's time that we get back into this week's episode. Dive in, as we say. The squad has assembled at Camp Cavalier, and it's time to get to work on beating back the swarm. This is episode 118 of Cosmic Crit, and we call it Doomed Patrol. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Listen up, you Goombas, you Troopas, and you knockoff Dime Store Koopas. We're warp piping into a whole new set of video game intros this season of Super Cosmic Crit Bros. My name is Patrick, and I'm the GM here, a guiding mushroom telling you that the princess you're looking for is in another castle. Joining me in blasting bullet bills, pole vaulting piranha plants, and collectively claiming coins and power-ups. Why, it's my five friends and your player twos. To my right, she's the nerd in the clouds, raining death from above. It's Rebecca rolling with Zinnia. Hello. Across from her, he'll hammer you from afar with pinpoint grenade throwing arcs. It's Drew delivering Echo 7. Let's go. To my right, this lanky brother has the power of an indestructible star man. It's Tyler dredging up Devasho. 
across from him, telekinetically blasting a turtle shell in your direction. Why, it's Jabert, plain as trest. Uh, lasagna. And across the digital table, no magic mushroom's gonna make this tiny terror any taller. Why, it's Miles mixing it up with Sprout. Good evening. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Was it weird for anybody else to be introduced by our season three character names? <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> a little like, caught off guard. Not like gonna I, lie. I, I, it was the order question. for me. I'm not used to being first. That's oh, really yeah. For me. Mixing everything yeah. up this season. So, <laughs> wait, Although, minor wait, connection, wait. it's Sprouts, plural. <laughs> okay, thank I'll God. Call you what, I'll call you what I want, Miles, okay? <laughs> but really, no, reading these, I, I I had to read them very carefully. I'm like, who who is this character? <laughs> what? What? What the? <laughs> Trest? Okay, I guess. Sports? Sports. <laughs> Sports. Uh, Super Mario references going back to OG. The first one. Uh, video game intros this season, folks. Didn't have one last week because I didn't want to, you know, reveal the characters, you know, uh, in, in that episode zero, but oh yeah, for for season three, it's all about them games. And I, I know we can talk for probably an hour here about the the episode zero and well, we had a we had a whole hour conversation about that last week. But uh, this is this is a regular episode. I want to get back into it, folks. Back into season three, Attack of the Swarm, Fate of the Fifth. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do so. it. Uh, no, incorrect. Because Let's squash you some bugs. <laughs> I, I None of ready. you are ready. None of you are ready, nor the audience, because we got to recap last week's episode. And to do that, we have a new last time on Cosmic Crit section of the podcast as well. Recapping our adventure this season isn't going to be the players, not you guys, but rather one of the player characters. And so Sprouts Marlowe, P.I., tell us what happened last time on Cosmic Crit. War as hell. It was another fleeing day in Pronk City, the end of the universe with a giant stop sign, the planet Sescaline. The swarm came in six months ago and wrapped up the joint. Single-minded bugs think they can eat the whole universe, but the folks here in Sescaline Defense Force think otherwise. They've been fighting hard to be back the Vexers and take back their world. That's where I come in, me and my squad. We gotta meet with the top brass today to figure out what's what and who's who around Camp Cavalier. There's something happening no one's talking, but tight lips and kung fu grips in the 5th Battalion. Sounds like a job for Marlo. Sprouts Marlo. P.I. So amazing. I love it so much. I don't know what music we're putting behind that yet. I don't know if it's going to be the standard <laughs> last time on music, but uh, we, we got we got to get like some like typical like noirish like the <laughs> the Twin Peaks. The boom, the boom, the boom. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I, I just use the Twin Peaks music? They're not going <laughs> to. No, but something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah jazz, you know. <sighs> cool jazz. Um, so this episode wakes up. You guys are sharing uh, a large barracks. Uh, glorified tent and as you wake up to the the morning bell here in camp cavalier you can see your breath frozen in the air above you freezing outside barely much warmer in in the barracks you guys get yourself situated maybe do a quick resupply with the uh, camp cavaliers master at arms get suited up before we started the adventure path as you do in your character creation you had 1000 credits to purchase weapons and armor and, and things like that. We didn't really talk too much about that last week, um, and uh, including in the, you know, talk about your character section, like what exactly like weapons and, and gear you're sporting. That's going to like come out as we play, but um, 
Does anybody have something that they're very excited about that they bought they want to talk about? I know uh, we got some some laser pistols and some second skin armor. That's a, yeah, I mean, a it, classic. It's, it's it's pretty bare bones, and and we've been kind of had it beaten to our heads that it's 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 survival of the fittest in this AP. So it's like just you know serum of healing and ammo and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, can't go wrong with ammo. I have something that I'm really excited about. I honestly cannot remember if we talked about it in the last episode or not. Mm-hmm. But I got a camouflage membrane, which right, yeah. I think will be really cool, especially yeah. for my stealthy character. Uh, for those people that are looking to run this AP, there is a, a like army in the battalion section at the back of the first book, which has got a lot of lower level gear um, and some upper level gear for soldiers in the SDF. Um, no, no weapons or armor, but like different things they might have on them, including um, service medallions and things like that. Uh, other gear for fighting the swarm. Um, anybody have a, a weapon they're excited to to test out against the bug army? I have a heavy weapon that I'm starting with. Yeah, and I've not I have not shot a heavy weapon in this game at all so far. Oh, so, they're fun. So this is going to be interesting. And uh, what 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 do you have, Drew? It's a hail cannon, a sub zero hail cannon. Uh, oh so yeah. So it's uh, cold damage and uh, and it's automatic. So I can empty the clip if I want to and all waste right. and waste a battery. <laughs> <laughs> you have a few. You got a few of those batteries. That's why I don't have a second gun. <laughs> Just the one battery. Yeah. Thank you. Very much. I'm, um, I'm excited because it's the first time I've remembered to purchase environmental clothing before a campaign. So got that. Oh, from that's oh no, completely <laughs> useless, right? I mean, I'm sure not all of you guys uh, purchased that very important article, which is basically a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> in, in this in this AP where it's freezing cold outside, they uh, unfortunately I tried, but they didn't make any in Devasho's size. I, I love. I'm, I'm not sure that that Echo has to actually worry about that. But so th- this adventure path came out in um, August, like the end of August, where it's like you know 90 degrees where most of us are. Um, but the the AP is set in the dead of winter. But we are playing this in the dead of winter, which I'm very excited about. I can kind of uh, sympathize maybe with your characters a little bit as I am. I'm wearing a scarf right now in my recording studio, a.k.a. my office uh, with my my warm socks on. Right. So as you guys are, are re-equipped and getting ready for your first day here at the camp, you hear the breakfast bell ringing. You guys can go and eat with about 100 or so other soldiers in a uh, another large you know, glorified plastic tent. There are space heaters that kind of line the, the the cheap wooden tables and plastic chairs you're set about to to sit at, and they do very little to keep out the cold as well. But once you guys get in the the mass of soldiers, their their body heat kind of uh, warms you up. One thing that you do have though here, it's very great warm breakfast, uh, oats and, and cured meats and, and roasted veggies. Uh, Suskelon is kind of the breadbasket of this star system, and that means that the SDF is at the very least well-fed. And as you guys take your seats, like all military mess halls, there's a great deal of scuttlebutt going on. Rumors and the like passed back and forth like a currency amongst the soldiers here as they liven up their meals with gossip and a little bit of hearsay. Uh, if you, as, as uh, new soldiers in this battalion, want to engage in a little friendly chit-chat, Please make your characters roll either a diplomacy or a profession soldier skill check. And 
Uh, someone actually brought up on the forums that profession soldier isn't listed in the the core rule book as like a skill, but <laughs> you can literally make up any profession. You could be a, a you know a profession sommelier if you wanted. <laughs> uh, Good idea. All right, Jesus. All right. All right, step aside, everybody. The king soldier's coming through. (laughs) All right. These are some high. (laughs) What's going on? And right behind him, the tiny terror himself. (laughs) We've got two natural... 20s, uh, and we've got a natural 19. I'm not, I'm not skipping past you, Tyler. You get some, some credit for the super uh, skill, (laughs) Jay. Uh, uh, Zinnia, Rebecca, you've got profession soldier as well. I do. Right, so it's it's a fairly easy one to try and get some some info from from these folks. A little easier for the profession soldier check. Uh, sadly, uh, Drew Echo Seven is like nearly impossible to talk to. I imagine if you roll the sick <laughs> on diplomacy here, entering standby mode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not sure why, but uh, people want to talk to the the bugs and the teeny plant a little bit. A little bit more, um, and the bird person, and our good friend the Strix. Now you rolled, you rolled almost as high. You've got a, a banger bonus on profession soldier, a plus eight to operative uh, baby to yeah. this check. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you don't need a nineteen or twenty. Um, so from that, uh, all of you that have rolled a success, uh, roll a d eight for me, and I'm going to give you a little, a little bit of what these soldiers are talking about, and. <laughs> wasn't on our side this time. Miles, um, you rolled a D6. Oh, whoops. Let me do that again. <laughs> I was about to say, you, you both rolled a three. Let's do that again. Miles, you rolled a D6. Oh, again. God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how how you can fail so hard at this. I'm pressing. I'm pressing. You're doing D8. this on purpose. No, I'm, I'm serious. I swear I'm not. Actually, I, I need to check my, uh, my macro because I think my D8 might be. <laughs> Yeah, my G8 was uh, configured wrong. I'm pressing DA, I swear. It, oh. my, my macro was set wrong. Goodness uh, gracious. I love the shenanigans. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right at the start. All right, so you guys, uh, you, you've rolled one, two, three, and four, so let's go through some some swarm rumors. Um, four or... Our friend Trest, uh, you you get to chatting with a, a human soldier who says, uh, "My my uh, tech industry coworker from back before the wars serving in logistics and said that he did the math and knows that the SDF has quote unquote tactically withdrawn its forces from ninety percent of the battles it has conducted and ceded about twenty thousand square miles to the swarm." And despite this, we're still at a 35% attrition rate. And if you've ever seen an SDF battle map where all the areas have red ink labeled BBBS on it, well, that stands for beaten back by the swarm. And what it really means is we ran with our tail between our legs. This, uh, this checks out. You think that one's true? I would say it seems likely. Uh, Miles uh, Sprouts gets to talking and gets a very animated soldier who uh, who says, from what I heard, uh, uh, there there was this unit. You know, they were they were in a skirmish in the hinterlands. You know, SDF out there on a some kind of extraction job. Uh, a friend of my sister's here in the army say that they were attacked. 
by a swarm regiment. But the swarm wasn't trying to kill him. No, no, no. <laughs> they, they, they were trying to take the squad alive. And when they went back in looking for that squad, well, they found out why. The soldier stands up from the table. Now he's got like a crowd listening to him. And he imitates a huge object getting rammed into the top of his skull. The swarm was there sucking out the soldier's brains like it was a, a tropical beverage. <laughs> Said they must have been trying to figure out our tactics, our movements, that kind of thing, by eating the soldiers' brains. You keep chitting nonsense. The swarm get a hold of you, you behind the eight ball, straight shot for a pine box. <laughs> they, they don't take no lab prison. Well, that that's not what I heard. Mm. Uh, Sprouts probably just kind of shrugs him off and, and gets back to his food because he thinks this guy's clearly full of nonsense. Devasho, you have a, a quiet corner of this table who's talking, and, and one of them is kind of laughing off the, the antics of this this prior piece of gossip. And uh, this soldier, uh, a, a battle-hardened-looking Lashunton, says, uh, the way I hear it, uh, Swarm only invaded Susklin because of a, a metal that's found up in the mountains. And well, once they strip it down, they're going to move off and we'll be free and clear of them. I mean, that's why they landed in the north by the mountains to begin with. Interesting. Do you, did you hear what type of, what the metal was called? I, I mean, I, I don't know much from geology. Yes, I am not a rock man myself. More of a jazz player. Really? Yes. I was introduced to some of the best jazz music the universe has to offer, thanks to my husband. It has grown on me over the years I've had to listen to it. But if it is true that the swarm only care about minerals and mountains, I wonder why we are fighting so hard in other lands and territories. They don't have an answer for that, but uh, this perks up um, a, a very battle-weary-looking vet, uh, a Kasothan with a, a wide scarf and his bottom left arm in an SDF bandage. And he looks up and, and says uh, over towards Zinnia, I have seen the swarm. I have faced them on the battlefield. Something is not right with them here. They appear like their connection to their psychic host gets lost, or maybe it is muddled. I think that there is something here on this planet that is throwing them off. Really? That's fascinating. Is that something that I can do a xenobiology check on to see if I know anything about the swarm that might corroborate that? Well, you know easily that almost every single swarm component that anyone has ever faced does have a link, a psychic link with all the other pieces of the swarm around them. So if they are within a, a psychic range of one another, uh, one of them can kind of communicate across vast distances very quickly with with um, you know, like a, a swarm conversation uh, as fast as psychic thought goes. So, But if perhaps something... not so much on this planet is what it sounds like, according to this person. Well, it's it's a fairly new war, so maybe something here is throwing them off, but this is, this is only a rumor, perhaps not proven true or false yet can i can i possibly turn to the lashenton that was speaking earlier and ask if if uh have you experienced any any strangeness with your psychic abilities on this planet he kind of shakes his head it's like not i mean I, i've lived here for many years not not more than i've i've ever felt before interesting 
Zinnia gets a notebook out and makes some notes. Oh, nerd stuff. Here we go. <laughs> you mean Rebecca you know, me actually and my, me takes and my books. notes? Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca's taking a, a, a book out. Rebecca, did you buy a new notebook for this season? Not a new notebook because I had plenty oh. of space left okay. after season two. All right. Well, I, I started about, a new page. I was about to say. <laughs> um, I, I wonder if there isn't some truth to both rumors. Perhaps instead of wanting the rocks in the mountain, it is the rocks that are throwing off their telepathic capabilities and they seek to investigate it. Something that would be interesting for study. I mean, I, I agree. I, I can't tell you guys which of these are true and which are, are false or if any of them are in fact true or are any of them false. But uh, I, will, I will tell you that you gotta get out there and figure this out for yourselves. Let's just head straight to the mountains. Let's just derelict. <laughs> Straight to the front line. <laughs> just, just look, look, oh, look, boy. Look. This campaign's going to be short. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you guys are, are, are talking and eating and swapping these stories, a holographic news display pops up kind of in the center of this tent. SNN, Susculin's News Network. One of the nearby soldiers thumbs up the, the broadcasts, and you all hear a desk woman saying, This is Colna Durney. Thank you for making SNN your source of all news related to the Swarm Invasion. It's day 187 of the Swarm attack on Susculin. As we have been reporting now from our embedded positions on the front line, for the 17th straight day, the Swarm movements have slowed and their advance across the Elopin Peninsula have been all but halted in this last week. We reached out to the cold water laboratories of the BBRC and scientist Jan Billings said that their unexplained lack of movement could be a reaction to our planet's unnaturally cold winters, though Swarm have been known to operate in sub-zero temperatures in other invasion forces across the galaxy. Speaking of the troops on the ground, though, they think that this might mark a turning point in the ground war for Susculin. From the 2nd Battalion in Brunoa, soldiers are calling the most recent White Squall storm their, quote, ally in the sky. This reporter is unconvinced, though, as we do not have all the facts on this as of late. And so, as always, we will continue to gather the news that's fit to beam and have updates on the hour every hour. This has been your SNN News Minute. Thank you for making us your hollow source for the truth. Was there any kind of visual, like a map showing where the swarm had stopped mm -hmm. in relation to where the battle was, was occurring? Yeah, I mean, you guys have probably seen maps filtering in like over the past couple of weeks and for the most part like they have been represented the swarm uh, invasion force on the planet as a, a big kind of like red splotch on the the, the two main um, continents and yeah it's been steadily growing almost daily um, but it has in fact slowed or stopped uh, across almost the entire front uh, for like the last week or so, and and that's been uh, a big point of contention. They've they've not observed this kind of activity in the swarm before. So, what do, what do your characters think about that? I, do, I mean, I geographically, does it seem to be near the mountains, or I mean, based on that rumor that we heard? Well, they they um, they initially landed kind of like high in the mountains, but have since spread out very far from there. So, okay, probably probably not, Tyler. I do agree that this marks a good omen for us. Perhaps with these reinforcements, we will be able to turn the ground war in our favor. The faster this war ends, the sooner I can get home. Maybe, but this is suspicious. The swarm are not known for their uh, 
patience. You bring up a great point. If we are not cautious here, we could walk ourselves right into a trap. Yes, indeed, what I was thinking. Could it be a feint? Mm, but that's above our pay grade, I assume. We'll, uh... And just tries to sort of cocks a pistol and puts it in a holster. It says, we'll just, uh, have to wait and see. As you guys finish up uh, breakfast, uh, Sergeant McSkitters rolls up to the tent, calls out your names, and says, uh, Fallen, it's it's time for your debrief with the Major. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, you guys have been lumped into a squad together as you uh, got your assignments the, the previous night after turning in from your, your training, your, your day one training here. And as you all are, are trudging through Camp Cavalier's center, you see... Another set of trucks rolling into the, the training grounds where you were yesterday. Fresh recruits such as yourself trundling off the truck bed and, and meeting with another uh, human sergeant. They are putting them through the paces. Uh, McSkitters uh, looks up uh, as you guys see these new recruits and moves you forward and, and says, So tell me, uh, soldiers, uh, any of you ever met Major Jaldemarek before? You guys probably haven't. But if you make me a culture or profession soldier check, I'll tell you what you know about your new commanding officer. Um, <laughs> and uh, for me, my uh, DC culture check is reduced by five. For your... Uh, street rat. Uh, hmm. It says... Um, Culture text to recall knowledge about local laws, criminal underworld, rumor, and official and unofficial power players in the area, such as crime bosses, gangs, neighborhood leaders, and police by five. I'll give it to you for this, but guess what? A five on the dice isn't going to get us very far. <laughs> it will It will allow... Uh, actually, that is that is just enough. Same as Zinnia. A ten on that dice. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Tyler, do you got to roll? No, I, I don't have anything. I can't roll... I don't, I'm not trained in culture and I don't have a professional soldier. Gotcha. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's see what we've rolled here. Uh, that 10, uh, like I said, is actually going to be enough. You've heard of, you know, the, the Vesk officer uh, in the, the SDF, um, this John Mark, one of the most stalwart and feared commanders in, in the army. Uh, is over 60 years old and has a very storied career. The Vescarium military, the stewards, PMCs, private military consultant work in the packed worlds. But boy, oh boy, um, Jabert, what did you roll here? Uh, that's a 22 on profession soldier. And uh, because of my theme, I think that's minus five on the DC. Okay, it's a little, little high here. I, I, know, I know a few things about, about old lizard captain. Uh, not only that, uh, he is John Amarik, one of the few Vesk given the Starstone Medal, one of the Pact World's highest military decorations, for fighting the swarm during the attack on the Pact Worlds, as well as the Viscarium. And there are rumors that say he turned down an offer to join the Knights of Galerion after the hostilities ended. In addition to that, there have been... There have been rumors, but you have confirmed in your time with the military that Major Jaldemarek joined the SDF at the uh, beginning of the swarm invasion, weeks after the initial um, swarm forces landed. But he insisted on joining up and being given the rank of private at the beginning of the war and has worked his way up to his current position in the six months that uh, the war has been going on. Holy heck. Mm-hmm. And so this guy is basically a legend. Take a day off, buddy. Come on. 
you, you are taken to the legend's ready room, a very stern, austere tent, well lit and heated, um, almost balmy when you get inside. Inside you see tactile maps as well as 3G, 3D pr- projected terrain on a very wide table in the center. And the vest before you stands nearly seven foot tall, has a, a mottled dark green scale, a jawline covered in spikes curved into a, what looks like a wicked beard. And as you walk in, his cybernetic eye focuses in on you and scans you with some red light. And this is, this is what this gentleman looks like. Jodamark. Almost reminds me, the eye reminds me of uh, Long John Silver from Treasure Planet. Yeah. Or the Terminator. Or uh... <laughs> yeah, maybe Terminator might be a, a more accessible <laughs> Less <obscure>. pop culture. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me Google that Give it to me. <laughs> it's piratey. Give it to me. I'm, uh, I'm, with, I'm with Tyler on this one. Kato Thank you, for Miles. Mortal Kombat, if you will. Um, oh man, even that one. Way to go, Drew. <laughs> um, so keep yeah. it with the video game theme. Just <laughs> in, in yeah. In addition to that, uh, I love I love the art that they produce here. The um, the the spikes, yeah, almost looks like a, a beard. Um, so that's what he looks like. And as you guys get in, Sergeant Skitters says, "At attention, squad! It's Major Joe Demarek reporting for duty." The pint-sized sergeant salutes with three hands. <laughs> and strikes his fist against his shoulder ident tag and Major Jaldemark very lowly says, that will be all, Sergeant. Thank you. The Vesk walks out from behind his desk, kind of looks you all up and down and then walks down the line inspecting your, your dark blue armor. He takes the cannon off of your back, Echo 7, pops a battery out, tests the lead by licking it. <laughs> Uh, he adjusts the straps around uh, Zinnia's wings on her armor, you know, things like that. And after about a minute of this grueling, silent inspection, he starts in and says, I am your new commanding officer. The name's Jodamarek, and I was killing Swarm before you were clutching at your mother's tails. I know more about this enemy than every soft-skinned general in this system, and I know for a fact we're losing this war. You've probably heard over the last seven days, the swarms retreated from some of the smaller cities to the east of Bernoa. (laughs) The media and the SDF alike are calling this a turning point in the war, but I know better. Those Vexers, they're up to something, and I'm not letting the 5th Battalion get caught with their spacesuits around their ankles. You're now part of what I'm calling Midnight Squad, and for your first assignment, you're going to patrol the Delta Escarpment a few miles west of Camp Cavalier, from sundown to sunup, and report back with any unusual activity. What are your questions? He pauses and highlights an area on the holographic display, kind of points to the map where he's talking about. Um, what do you guys? What do you guys have to ask? Sir, have there been any sightings of the swarm in this area? Not yet, of course. Hopefully, if I send you all out there, you're going to find nothing as well. But if you spot any evidence of creatures not native to this planet, you report back immediately. You know what I call heroes who try to take on the swarm one-handed? I call them dead. Uh, you, you mentioned that you are worried about their movements. Is there something in your experience that makes you worried in particular? I fought the swarm on dozens of different fronts. Every time they're different, even here on Susculin. <laughs> There's something more cunning about these critters, like they've got a purpose. Something other than just killing everything in their field of view. We're seeing a number of new variations in their ranks, including the expendable scouts. 
We're calling dredgers. So they're developing some kind of hierarchy. Uh, he looks back at uh, his data pad. It looks very teeny in his very large clawed hand and says, Private Zinnia, your file indicates you've got field scientist honors. Why don't you tell me what you know about these base components? And Rebecca, why don't you make me a life science check? Anyone can make this. Uh, see if you can impress your new major with your knowledge. Right. And if this is a, a xenobiology, uh, I get a negative yeah. five to the DC. Oh, this is as weird as <laughs> alien uh, biology gets. Yeah. Swarm. Uh, what'd you roll? That was a 23. All right. All right. So... My, my, minus five from the DC of that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know a great deal about them. Swarm component codename Dredger is a quadrupedal insect. Average body length is three feet or in striations on its carapace are thought to be an adaptation to the planet Alumchiva's soil. Newer dredgers have red colorization for Suscalon's soil. We have records of them hooking into SDF ar armor and using its hooked barbs to stay on a trooper until it is downed. They are used by the swarm in the thousands for large-scale terra terraforming and can divert a river in a few days' time, using their burrowing to ex excavate long tunnels. They are fast, maintain a bite that can pierce armor, but are not that strong and a well-placed Dojko can take one down in one single swipe. <laughs> I'll Where, say. Where's the Dross? Then we need him. <laughs> <laughs> He's right here. It's Jaldemark. He's your new best friend. Uh, yeah, Sir, Jaldemark. I'm sure you've taken many a Dojko to the Dredgers in your day. <laughs> uh, a little Dr. racist oh, that you wow. think that that's my weapon, but yes, I do use a Dojko. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Of course I use a Dojko. They're nasty little critters. About the size of a Kazakh. And they will indeed burrow right under you. That is a textbook answer, Private Sinia. My kill count is 112 since joining the war. If you put enough rounds into these dredgers, they go down like any other living being. But there's always one or two more ready to take a dead one's place. You remember that. Any other questions for Jadamarik? Uh, Sprouts clears his throat. Now, uh, maybe tune up the wrong ringer here, but I gotta ask. You see another Raxlite on here? Named Briar? I have seen many in my day in fighting the swarm, but none under my command. Um, Sprouts just nods and kind of slinks back. You are a brave one to be entering into this combat. These things are large enough to tear you limb from limb, little one. Doesn't sound like bravery to me. Sounds like I got case of the stupid. <laughs> Maybe we all do. Uh, why don't you guys, uh, why don't you guys make me a, a sense motive check? This is the first season that I'm actually somewhat almost decent at this oh, skill. Oh, oh boy. Oh, Two here. natural ones. Yeah, here, here come the ones. Oh, Three. Never mind. Here they never come. Mind. I am not somewhat kind of good at this skill. Can I get a birthday reroll maybe? I, just, yes. I feel like I just I want mean, to point like... out that I have a minus one to sense motive and I have rolled the second highest. Uh, well, yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, Rebecca and Tyler and I are all just sort of like, yeah, yeah, we're for sure. This is great. <laughs> Yeah, we believe you, Captain. You, you don't <laughs> seem to quite understand it, but Sprouts, in getting that answer, that laugh, something seems behind that laugh. Uh, Mark seems to be holding something back from you, um, from your character, Miles, from Sprouts. So Sprouts internally was like, <clears throat> that's when I sized him up. 
I didn't like the cut. Oh, oh, we get internal monologue from Sprouts <laughs> all the time. I love this. Oh, uh, what are you interested in, in pressing the subject, seeing what he's he's thinking about? Um, Sprouts is uh, definitely curious, but he's gonna he's gonna let it lie for right now. He's he's he knows if he pushes too much, mm-hmm. it, it can arouse suspicion or can escalate situations. So he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna keep it close to his chest. But he's he's so. definitely got his eye on 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 this on this lizard. Um, I should say, uh, I'm looking at the roles here now. Echo Seven, you've also passed the sense motive check. Would uh, <laughs> would Echo Seven have the same inhibitions, or would you bring this up? What's a seven-letter word for the actress who starred in the Hollow movie to kill a flocking stork? <laughs> what? You know, a flocking stork. Did, did did Drew just have a stroke? <laughs> yeah, Rebecca, go upstairs and check on Drew real quick. Do you <laughs> smell go check on him. Toast? No, quick, quickly, quickly. E- Echo, if you smell Drew. almonds, get out of there. Echo was not paying attention. Uh, however, he seems that something's wrong, but he wasn't listening, so he doesn't know. Okay. Something feels um, off about the situation, but uh, he doesn't know what because he was uh, doing a, a puzzle. <laughs> All right, imposing a negative two penalty on your own sense motive roll. That is a <laughs> that's a, a risky maneuver, but I like it. Uh, so you failed that check. Uh, right. So Zinni would speak up. Um, so uh, back to the to the problem at hand. You want us to keep an eye out for foreign beings, especially swarm. If they're burrowing, is there an easy way to spot them while they're underground that you know of? <laughs> There's no easy way to find these treasures, but if they're out there, they'll find you. I, my race is very proficient at burrowing. I, the least I can do is check below us for recently dug tunnels. That is all. Yes, between the two of us, we should be able to point them out before they get too close. Feel like we're doing a gruff voice competition. I am sorry about <laughs> that. I'm in for mine. I didn't I'm realize winning. we were doing the same thing here. Sorry. <laughs> and Tyler's mic volume I'm... is so low that he could probably stand to go up a little bit because he's not as gruff, but he's a little more quiet. I, I think I need to be closer to the mic. <laughs> okay. Um, Jaldemarik uh, looks you guys up and down and, and says... If there are no further questions, see to Sergeant McSkitter about your equipment, or if you have any last-minute questions, it's a long patrol, so rest up until it's time for you to muster out. I have a question. Is uh, Captain McSkitter a skittermander? Uh, Mark looks uh, back over his shoulder and... Yes. Oh, good. Okay, just <laughs> just wanted to make sure our lives were in the hands of a skittermander. Great. That's wonderful. Okay. Thank you. Have a nice day. Captain, that is some inappropriate conversation, Trest. They are members of the Viscarium, and many of them honored soldiers. As uh, as you turn to leave, Jeldemarek says, Private Trest, a moment of your time alone, if you'll so permit me. I look back at the gang like, Oops, I did it this time. <laughs> you dug your own grave, Fred. I will see you outside. Can can uh, Sprouts kind of like pop onto his back and like hide so we can hear the conversation since he's so tiny? <laughs> no, <laughs> he's he's got a full view of you, and 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 uh, if you look like you're about to jump on anyone's back, Jeldamar growls at you. Uh, no, just just Trest uh, can hang back as the rest of you uh, leave. 
and uh, he kind of looks down at his data pad again, Jabert, uh, towards Trest and, and says, Your file says you're charged with desertion at the start of the war. They caught you MIA hundreds of miles away from the battle at Stone Sea. I'll have you know, Trest, I don't tolerate cowards in my battalion. No, sir, and I hope you won't find any. If I do not call for a retreat and I ever catch your backside running from the enemy under my command, well, you'll taste my Dogecoat's blade and I'll send you to answer whoever god it is you worship, son. Do you understand me? Clearly, sir. Clearly. He, uh, he moves with a cat-like quickness up to your side, extends a clawed hand almost with a threatening amount of speed towards your chest, but kind of corrects it and offers it for you to shake. Uh, I, I take the hand and I, I give it a pump. It's a strong grip. And uh, as, as you do, there is a spark of energy as, as just for a moment, you can kind of feel his emotions just beaming telekinetically through this grip. Those of anger and pride, maybe a little bit of fear coursing through him like an electrical current. He pulls his hand back, uh, maybe a little confused at first, but then he gives you a, a very stern look and kind of nods sharply towards the door, beckoning you to leave. I'll see you tomorrow, Captain. And I turn and walk out. Uh, right. So that is your guys' assignment as Midnight Squad. And it is about 10 a.m. So you have some time to kill before you have to go out on patrol. Um, if there are last minute purchases you guys want to make, you can do that now. Does anybody have any credits? Um which will be kind of like military store uh, credit uh, to still to use. Is there anything you guys want to buy last minute? Uh, no, but I will be taking the or Echo 7 will be taking the time to craft a frag grenade. Ooh, yeah. So that that's part of your soldiers, um, not subclass, but your your specialization. Combat right? style. Yes. Yeah. Combat style. Uh, bombard. Yes. Uh, so you just like have a, a bag full of explosive charges and like grenade shells and stuff like that. You can throw together into a, a haphazard grenade and uh, I don't know, just like hold it with like <laughs> in one hand the entire time, I guess. It'll be fine. Um, I got, yeah, a, I got I, a, a Pepsi can lid, space Pepsi. So that's the good pen. <laughs> uh, right. So you have plenty of time to do that. You can do the uh, assemble and disassemble thing like 30 times in a row and time yourself if you want. Um, but yeah, when you guys are, are ready, uh, you know, well after dusk, you're uh, brought together again to the, the west gate of Camp Cavalier, where you see other soldiers kind of mustering up to go on patrols in various cardinal directions. As you are headed out, why don't you guys make me a survival check, see if you can follow the, the, the route you've given, um, the map to get to your patrol zone. I get uh us oh, to live off the land. <laughs> well, you, Sorry, mine should have been well. a five. Uh, it's okay. That's I think the the highest roll. Oh no, we've got we've got a high Devasho, a high Sprouts roll, each of eighteen. That's going to do it. You guys can take a look here. It's it's fairly straightforward path through the the, the snow covered hills. Um, it looks like uh, maybe old hiking trails. Pretty easy to follow. Um, isn't much out that way. But from this uh, topical topographical relief you've seen, yeah, there there's a, a range of, of low hills to the the south. You kind of start to skirt along it, 
and yeah, just about an hour or so into your march, it's pitch black outside. Uh, you're far enough away from from the the the, the camp and the, the city of Brenoa's lights that you have a, a great view of uh, Susklin's sky through some fluffy gray snow clouds. And yeah, the, the starlight here provides dim lights. So let's talk about eyesight. Um, who here has low light vision or, or dark vision? Uh, Zinnia does. does. Does anybody not? Yes. I don't. Uh, I have blind sense mm. uh, for uh, 30 feet, I think. Um, but I also have a flashlight. So you can't sense those stars up there. That's a little. I'm going to shine my flashlight at the stars and see them. (laughs) Um, I don't think I have any uh, dark vision or blind sense. Okay. Uh, And it is freezing cold temperatures out here. Let's talk about environmental protections. Um, Are you guys using your uh, your EPs, your your suits to to bundle up? Yes. Is, Is it a day per level that you have? Is that right? It's 24 hours. Uh, I should say, I think Susklin's, uh 26 hours uh, is a full day. So mm-hmm. a little bit of a <laughs> discrepancy there. But are you guys all rocking level one armor, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I have a level two armor. Debasho has level two armor. Okay. So, I mean, you're you're definitely good. But, I mean, the patrol, you guys, you, you're done when the sun comes up. So you should be fine. Um, let's talk... Do I get any bonus to that for being constructed? Um, I know I can survive in vacuum, but I don't know if that means sub-zero temperatures. I don't know. What happens when you uh, leave your computer out in the snow, Drew? (laughs) You freeze, sir. I mean, some computers work better because they... Oh. So much going on <laughs> for for a little bit, and then they stop. Well, well, as as evidence earlier, there's not a whole lot going on in Echo Seven. Oh, he was playing four different games at once. He had. Uh... <laughs> oh my God, are you are you a walkie console and or PC playing video yeah. games? All, all of them are Minesweeper though, so you know. <laughs> you know the funny that... thing, he knows Kenny's gonna die in every episode, but it never gets old. It just never gets old. <laughs> I think you meant space Kenny. Let's be uh, <laughs> let's be real here. Um, and let's finally talk about weapons as you guys are, are marching. Are you uh, marching with your weapons drawn, stowed, or what? Browse is definitely gonna have his weapon drawn. So your your Elfan, your little uh, semi uh, octopi tentacles are like holding a giant pistol as you're oh, yeah. trudging through the snow. So Zenia would like to attune her camouflage membrane if we're in a place that I can do that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it's pretty interesting here. The the main kind of like clay like soil of these hills uh, is very red, um, blood red almost. And then on top of that, you've got these huge patches of of white and and blue snow and ice. Um, so w- once you attune your your camouflage, it's a pretty cool red, white, and like black mix. Cool. Um, yeah. So you guys are out in patrol in these snowy badlands, and, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I do want to have Devasho do maybe every so often is just burrow down and check to see if there are any tunnels running through the area. Oh yeah, you're the the, the resonant digger here with a, a burrow speed. I was freaking about that. Yeah. Um, as you guys are doing this, maybe taking some time to investigate, uh, dig down a little bit. 
Uh, what are you guys talking about? What are, you, what are you doing while you patrol? It's, uh, I mean, hours are passing at this point. Xenia, you seem to be the swarm expert here. Do you agree with our new mage's instincts that there is something afoot? It's possible. The rumors about their psychic abilities pique my interest. I'd, I'd be interested to see to see some in, in action, see how they behave. I have done a good bit of studying of the swarm, although not up close, more research from afar, if you will. Um, so I'd like to see one in, in action. <laughs> I feel like you are going to get your wish sooner than you think. Do you see a burrow? No, but ever since we have come out here, I maybe it is just the pre-war jitters, but I have a bad feeling. I think you've got delusions of grandeur. I also have been known to have delusions of grandeur. I have been posted to many guard duties, and this is the first chance for me to serve Suscalon in a major war effort. So maybe I am just a bit eager. Well, that makes two of us. I'm eager to see them myself. What's uh, what's Trest and, uh, and Echo 7 doing at this uh, point in, if you guys are like maybe towards the front, kitted out with some, some good gear, what do you got to say? Um, I'm maybe uh, asking uh, Echo 7 to sort of like sort of scan the horizon while I'm sort of getting down on the ground and sort of checking for evidence of tracks or anything like that. Acknowledged scanning horizon. And then Echo's like, does this guy really think I'm going to... I can't see it here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so dark. They think I have dark vision. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> then Tress stands up and like points the flashlight around and is like, "Good work, Echo. That's wonderful work. I'm really proud to. I'm really glad that we're on the same team together. I'm not so sure about these yahoos back here, but you and me, we stick together. Let's start walking forward again. High five emoji. <laughs> I don't see it. I just keep walking." <laughs> <laughs> You're in complete darkness. Uh, Drew, do you have any light source on you? Uh, nope, I don't. That seems like a, a little bit of an oversight. I would yeah. stick close to Trist. I, I literally spent all 1,000 credits. I have nothing left over. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, uh, that, that's like you, you're trying to hit the button on uh, a Price is Right. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to use every. Every single credit. You know, um, I just had to point out, yeah. it seems like you would have learned your lesson after season two. Yeah. Because this is a problem. It seems, it seems. You'd think. You'd think. It seems like I'm the guy that bought the cryo weapon in the frozen tundra. <laughs> <laughs> your only weakness. Well, I should say, uh, Suscalin is a, uh, a temperate planet, but. I mean, sometimes, and, right? <laughs> yeah, it has a, a odd orbit. So every couple of years, there is a straight up Game of Thrones uh, long winter. And, and this is one of them. Yeah, and I am a sweet summer child. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the the internal monologue of a, a Sprouts Marlowe? Uh, like in, in this hike. Well, um, he Sprouts is still kind of chewing on the, the meeting with the major mm -hmm. because he, he knows that some, something stinks, mm. but he, something so he, about what he said. Didn't, yeah. Didn't right. Yeah. It, it, it didn't sit right with him. And he's, he's, he's kind of just trying to assess the situation, you know, whether or not he should do something or, or when he should do something and, and really just kind of trying to figure out what about the major stinks to him. Mm. Um, as you guys are, are marching hours into your patrol, you know, your, your legs are starting to feel it. The cold's kind of, um, 
keeping you alert at the very least. You're you're energized by how brisk it is outside, and you've seen nothing out here but the the red baked earth and clay and these white snowbanks. Uh, but then, Trest, as your eyes kind of um, stuck to the ground, uh, your your flashlight uh, um, alights something. You know, marks in the snow. They do indeed look like tracks of some kind. Like an animal has been through here. Uh, give me another survival check, folks, and I'll tell you tell you what you can tell from these. Oh yeah, Trest. Trest got a good one here. Sixteen, a natural twenty from Zinnia, Rebecca. It's gonna waste all these natural twenties. Um. Oh boy. <laughs> a, a zero from Drew. I've rolled a straight zero. That's uh, in keeping with your your night vision here. Um, uh, I mean, you, you spot them trust, but, uh, Zinnia, you're able to tell. Yeah. I'd sort of wave Zinnia up <laughs> just cause I know that Zinnia is the one with all the, uh, xenobiology experience. I mean, it's, it's definitely, you can tell it's not, um, you know, like a little, uh, dart mouse or whatever <laughs> might be still, uh, scrounging out here. This is a large creature and, and Zinnia, you can tell that this is indeed the tracks of uh, a Susculan brush stalker, uh, an endangered predator um, here here on the planet. And the tracks are only a few hours old. Um, they are softened uh, by maybe a, a recent snowfall, but uh, still easy to, to mark kind of heading south um, outside of your zone. Um, Stay alert, crew. There's something out there. Yeah, so, this is a, so a is native this, creature. So is this uh, running from inside of our zone, outside of our zone? Looks like it, yeah. Looks okay. like it kind of so meters not, away. All right, so so not like it was being chased by something into our zone, which would be unusual because <laughs> like it would a, a small predator wouldn't typically run towards a bunch of people, much of a big civilization. Are very uh, guarded, kind of like paced steps. You can I see they're they're kind of close together. I see. So um, this was not like a, a scramble. Okay. No. Okay. Um, but that's, I mean, you don't see any uh, hide nor hair of this creature, which um, those of you that have lived on the planet some time, you know, it's a pretty creepy looking thing. Uh, the rest of your t- control is is completely quiet. And uh, before too long, you see the faint blues uh, showing up on the eastern horizon, noting dawn's not too far off and you guys should begin your hike uh, back to camp. And it's as you guys are, are leaving the Delta Escarpment. Um, that those of you with calm units hear an alert sound just transmission incoming oh yeah you recognize it as an old points bulletin alarm the tone is followed by loud static and then a, a female voice breathing heavily into some far off transceiver as she says attention all Susclan ground forces space dock prime one here we're under attack swarm armadas entered low orbit and has begun to the transmission cuts off as abruptly as it started and replaced with a burst of ear-splitting static. And you see up in the sky towards the, the northeast above the city of Brenoa, hundreds of small lights flashing the telltale sign of starship combat. What do you guys do? Return to base, because there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah, it's, I, I it's think time it's... to get in your starship, everyone that you don't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's time to reconnoiter with the rest of the with the rest of the the forces and uh, maybe stage a rescue of Brunoa. If wait, you said they were landing or 
I mean, it's it looks sort of fighting like, above. Yeah, it looks like a battle. Um, and maybe every once in a while you see what looks like a, a little plume of light, perhaps an explosion. Yeah, we need to we need to go reconnoiter with the 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 forces just in case there's a uh, a, a relief of Brenoa uh, upcoming. As you guys get a move on, hustling back kind of the way you came, everyone give me a perception check. And just tell me, uh, tell me those numbers. Tell me what you're getting. Eleven. Is it dim right now? It is dim light. Yes. Oh, great. I get a plus two then. Uh, so that's a thirteen. Ooh, that's got Ooh. a fourteen. Strix are just. Uh, I mean, this is like your the best time for you, right? Like dusk and dawn. Dusk and dawn. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Uh. Echo it was seven. like it was written for you. <laughs> Echo Seven, shocked out of his uh, goofing around uh, by fear, uh, has rolled a <laughs> oh, natural goodness. twenty. <laughs> or, or perhaps, thing. or perhaps encouraged by Trest's belief in you. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, right, so everyone that rolled over a fourteen here sees in the 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 dim light, um, the, the small bright explosions. And perhaps uh, you see as well uh, something much closer to you. It looks like small figures moving through the snow banks. Uh, we're in combat, everybody. I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh, right no. now. It's no. happening. Is this first initiative of the season? Oh, yeah, everybody. Oh, no. Oh, natural 20 on that initiative Jeez, roll. Louise, Rebecca. <laughs> oh, this is going to be bad. Zinni is ready. <laughs> Oh, I didn't. I didn't click my character. Nineteen. Devasho also ready. Twenty-one. But not as. Can you, <laughs> can you add me to the thing? Oh yeah, your your little small token. I'm gonna. I got a four. That's okay. That's not Question, bad. Question, Patrick. Is my camouflage oh. membrane still applicable here, or is it no longer the same kind of area? Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's good until, like, you change it again, right? Yeah, I just mean, like, we haven't changed the biome that we're in, right? No, no indeed. Cool. All right, feels good, feels good. Uh, so, yeah, as some of you uh, are able to to check, everyone that rolled over a 14 on Perception, huh? boy, oh boy, I think that is a Sprouts and Echo 7. You're going to be able to uh, see... These these small figures from like just shadow outlines moving through the uh, the the snowbanks here towards your direction. Uh, two of them, these small little monstrous swarm components with vicious-looking hooks in their claws and looks like a trifurcated mouth with three long pincers. This is exactly what Jaldamarik warned you about. Swarm dredgers and. Bingo, bango. We're going to the map, everybody. Uh, let, let me just uh, first pop in what these guys look like for you. Oh, oh delightful. Mm. So about three foot long, and I hate I hate bugs. I don't know why they tapped me to write this AP. This, I had to describe this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it freaks me out. All right, so let me put this back. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and we are in initiative turn order in our surprise round. Uh, Patrick, sorry. Uh, does the let's see, are any of them? Are did any of them come within thirty feet of me? Um, they are just moving in as as we start here. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So that's that wouldn't interact with my blind sense at all. 
Um, I mean, as as we're starting the combat here, you're just getting a little tingling of, uh, <laughs> of oh, there's something else here. Oh no! <laughs> okay. uh, so I've, I've they're they're about thirty feet away. I think I've started. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna have some time here, and first in the initiative order for our surprise round. Um, wow, it looks like Miles. Is that correct, Miles? You rolled over the fourteen. Mm-hmm. And a twenty-one on the initiative. You've got a move or a standard action. You've you've sensed or seen these things moving up towards you. What would you like to do? Uh, I've placed you on the map behind a giant trox, <laughs> who's who's currently in the in the way. But I, don't, I guess you're like poking between his legs. Get out there, Sprouts. <laughs> How does it feel not to be the giant thing in people's way, Miles? But instead have have that uh, character in your way yeah it's 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 not too bad um uh sprouts is um probably just gonna take a shot at um the closest bug mm-hmm. you want to move forward so you have an unobstructed view i do move not no right <laughs> no that's fine that that would maybe make you a little bit of a target detective all right we have some negatives here. I'm not going to lie. Shooting through uh, Trox's legs. <laughs> and um, I think uh, you, you've got uh, dark vision 30 feet. Yes. All right. I think you're just there for this one. Uh, max damage for your first attack. Is that what you're saying? Four with a Esmeth laser pistol? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's a good chunk of chitin and what looks like bug goop uh, splattered through this thing as you get a a through and through shot in the middle of its carapace. Alrighty. And next in the initiative turn order is actually these things going in the surprise rounds. And they are going to use their turn to just move up onto you guys. Just move as, as close as they can. Let's see here. I think one is going to go up to our good friend Echo 7 and Trox right there and the other one's gonna go up to uh the other side of the trucks uh flanking if you will and also right next to our good friends trest uh that is their their movement for the surprise round and drew you have also rolled into the surprise round go ahead and give me a mover standard action now we've got one of these things right up on top wanted to attack, but I think I need to take a guarded step back. Okay, so that is a move action. We're going into the first full round. Uh, everyone up in this turn one. Uh, Zinnia with a natural 20. Believe it or not, the operative goes first. One of the operatives. Yeah, believe <laughs> Actually, it both not. Of the op- both of the operatives. It's Zinnia and then uh, uh, Sprouts. Um, Rebecca, yeah. what you got? You're about 10 feet away from both of these things. Yeah, Zinnia is going to uh, stealthily fly up onto the snowbank over here. All right, so moving a little bit uh, easternly. Yeah, a little bit to the east. Um, uh, still in camouflage with my camouflage membrane. I'm going to make a, a trick attack and shoot with my laser pistol. Um, and additionally, since it is it still dim light? It is indeed. And I have my camouflage membrane active, so it's actually going to be a plus four to the stealth check. <laughs> oh, like you need an LP here. I know. <laughs> um, I don't really know how to do that with the macro thing, but... Um, just just um, roll it and you can add it to it afterwards. Basically, you'll be, uh, you know, adding four CR <laughs> to, to whatever the... Uh, out to. Oh no. 
All right. Oh, no. <laughs> That's oh. not good. But, uh, well, you, you've made the trick attack. Good good job. Yeah, my trick attack went off. Uh, yeah, they don't see Congratulations. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But then it, I rolled a natural one on the attack. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> First one of the campaign. <laughs> hey, hey, don't we have a, a nice little message for that? I think we do. I think we have something brand new. Folks, they certainly went all in, but they should have cleared their cachet first. It's no good with a natural one on the dice. Critical fail. The nail in the coffin. Oh my. Oh, kaboom. Kaboom. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. Boom, shakalaka. First one. And first, first attack with his, uh, his character in combat. Zinnia's laser pistol, frozen solid almost. You got to warm that baby up. Uh, what do you want for your, your crit fail here? Do you want the Crittermander deck, our fan-created online resource, or do you want to use Paizo's official critical fail deck? Um, I think for the first critical fail of the campaign, we should go with the one on the website. Oh my goodness. Oh, that is so brave. Pay so some brave. homage to our Crittermanders. So brave. <laughs> the, the, the She's sucking so up to much, the fans. It's so much more lenient. <laughs> well, this one doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but it is submitted by uh, one of our, our longtime friends, Rabbit, and it's uh, overexposed sun in your eyes. <laughs> so, the, In the dim light? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the sunlight of distant suns in, in the form of starlight <laughs> might be too much for your, your Strix vision glinting off this, the snow here. Uh, you look down at your barrel and, and catch a direct uh, reflection, maybe from the blast. Uh, make me, uh, you can make it either reflex or fortitude. I imagine you're going to want to do a reflex save. I am indeed. Oh no, that's an eight. <laughs> oh, oh no. no. Natural oh, no. two. Natural, natural two. Natural two. I think oh, we have like, too. It's almost oh, like no. we have something brand new for this. <laughs> We're just going to get them all out on Zinnia's turn. Didn't plan this. <laughs> oh, they let it rip. What a disaster. A truly disgusting roll by the player. It's a natural toot. Toot, toot. Kaboom! <laughs> kaboom! Oh boy! Toot kaboom! Toot toot kaboom needs to be the new motto for Crit. I feel like we did kaboom shirts in the store as we speak. We we should explain the the legendary Tim Kitzrow did some recordings for us. Boom shakalaka! AKA the the announcer from NBA Jam and uh, NFL Blitz. So we have we have some new drops this yeah. season. Look forward to them. Um, so th this one, it, it's not terrible, but you are dazzled uh, for three rounds. Oh, uh, no. is dazzled. So minus one to attack rolls and perception checks. Uh, our good friend Rabbit is a fan of the players, not the GM. So that's a, a pretty light one, but a miss all the same. And that's going to bring us on to Miles again. Miles, our, our little Raxlite buddy. Okay, so he is going to take aim kind of in between Echo 7 and, um, is that Devasho right here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 the giant trucks. The yes. giant trucks, yes. Um... And it's going to try to hit the uh, the bug threatening that was threatening Echo Seven. Mm -hmm. All right, um, so shooting at the other dredger. Yeah, doing a little little trick attack action. All right, so go ahead and likewise make make that skill check, and you're going to be using sense motive and an attack roll. 
All right, it's a CR 11 or lower. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> uh, is that 14 on the dice? Uh, 14 to hit against a, a flat-footed AC. Yeah, you see, that is a hit. That's a total of five points of damage. All right, so a little bit more than last time, scoring a second hit against this duo of of bugs. Uh, Tyler, we are on to Devasho. So Devasho is going to spend a move action, and you see from out from his, you know, one of one of his maybe chitinous plates, his moat of darkness, mm. and he clutches that to form his eight foot tower shield with kind of dark horns coming off the top of it and then he is going to move so you may make your attacks of opportunity oh you're crazy man yeah and you 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 want two attacks of opportunity is that what's happening i mean i think so oh my goodness all right let's go ahead and let's let's get my first attack rolls of this season i always like it when patrick attacks me first Oh, gosh, Patrick, don't oh, attack no. me first. Oh, no. The <laughs> first one is a natural 20, folks. You don't like to hear that. <laughs> I think we got something prepped for that. <laughs> <laughs> we have something brand new. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they reached deep down into their bag of tricks and pulled out a natural 20. Boom shakalaka. That's what you call a cosmic crit. Kaboom. Kaboom! Kaboom! Uh, boom. And this other attack is a nine on the dice. What is your KAC? 17. 17. With the flanking uh, that they, they had here, the square you're moving out of, that is a hit, sir. Uh, so we got some damage coming to the, the, the giant shielded friend here. Let me roll this, uh, this crit first, just straight double damage. All right, very low. You're getting off with a warning this time, mister. I've rolled a, a, a two and a one, and in total, that is nine points of damage. Nine on All the right. I am into hit point damage. All right, the second second hit is coming at you now. Let's do that one. A little bit more, seven points of damage for a regular hit. I, I am bloodied. <laughs> and, oh, no. Uh, that is... That is your turn, right? You've uh, moved and you've moved as a standard? Uh, yes, that is correct. All righty. So it's their turn now. Um, and let's uh, let's have some fun. This one is still adjacent to you, technically. And this one is adjacent to a Trest who hasn't gone yet. Uh, let's make some, some more dice roll. Let's, let's go against Tabasho first. Can do no wrong here. An 18 on the dice, and this one that has just critted you uh, is not attacking uh, with a, a claw. It just climbs up on your back and kind of digs itself into your armor, and it has attached itself to you. Uh, as you have heard Jeldamark explain, that they kind of latch onto soldiers' armor, and this other one is going to do the same to Trest. And a 19 on the dice, so... All right. I've rolled I've rolled uh, almost a straight here, 18, 19, and a 20. Uh, this one is attached to Trest as well, and that is their standard action. They are now, like, on on the backs of your, your teammates, uh, attached as per the rules. Um, that, that is their, their full turn, and we are on to Drew. Okay, so um, Echo 7 is going to ready his hail cannon. 
and take a shot at uh, this one that is attached itself to Debasho. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's a little harder to hit now that this thing is like, um, you know, like crawling into the 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 back plates of your your Trox friend. So you're gonna have to gonna have to nail this one, uh, bullseye style. I mean, is that not true for both of them at this point, though? Oh yeah, yeah. Both of them are attached. I'm just saying, a uh, little little harder than it was before. Devasho, apologies. Apologies if I roll this one because that crit's definitely gonna hit you. That crit. Ooh, what'd you roll? That is an 18 hit. Ooh. So the attach rules is once they are attached. They get a plus four bonus to the AC from cover against KAC, which is what you're rolling, though. Uh, 18 is still a hit. Nice. Yes. All right. What, what did you got? All right, guys. Get ready for this whopping one damage. Heavy oh, no. weapons coming at you. <laughs> You've rolled minimum. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. All right. Well, every little bit helps as we have determined. But yeah, this is a, a glancing blow that kind of just bounces off. Maybe it's a bit of a Trox hard plate, a little bit of a dredger carapace. But uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to be that, that effective. Um, bottom of the turn order, Jabert, this thing is climbing all up on your armor. Um, th- this is different from grappling. Uh, you are not grappled. Okay. But it, it is indeed attached to you. So would I be taking a penalty to my attack, or is it just getting cover bonus against attacks? It's getting it's getting cover bonuses, and it also gets a, a melee bonus if it's going to attack you, because it that um, trifurcated, you know, these three uh, long teeth on its mouth are right next to your armor now. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I, I should tell you that... Um, you can try and remove it with a a strength check as a move action um, before you before you go crazy with your your standard. Hmm. Unless you've got another another thing planned for your move. Well, so I mean, my question, I guess, my second question is: Are these things flankable like this? Um, so, in other words, could I move uh, twenty feet to my west and flank the one that is burrowing into uh, Devasho? Um, can you move to the... Oh, yeah. So, yes, you can flank the one that's on Debacho. Uh, the one that is attached to you, though, is coming with you for the ride. Yeah, that, yeah, right. I would, I would imagine that's probably the case. Uh, all righty. Uh, come along, friendo. Uh, so I'm going to just sort of drag this thing along. And as I, <laughs> as I, as I go, I draw out my, uh, my tactical... Uh, a dueling sword, and uh, I sort of spin around and I slash at the. Uh, I almost knocked my phone off the desk, uh, <laughs> and I slash at the uh, the dredger that is attached to my good friend Devasho. Now I would warn you that that movement would normally provoke, but this thing being attached to Devasho, it doesn't seem to be able to reach you. You know, reach reach where you're at for that attack of opportunity. Yeah, it, it's got it's got it's. Otherwise occupied, oh, I would trying, imagine. It's trying to eat Tyler's character in episode one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here make, we go. Make me that attack. All right, so this is plus two for flanking. And 17 on the attack. 17 against KAC. And is that with flanking? That's with flanking. Exactly what you needed. Woo! Yes. Eight, 
eight points of damage as I oh, slash through. Near, near Max, and you chop this thing in half. It's dead. Yes! Excellent. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And then I point to the one on me, and I go, hey! <laughs> oh, gosh, there's one of your two. <laughs> I have your back. This. Literally, uh, I have your back. I will get it. <laughs> uh, it's all over me. <laughs> Don't move, but you have one on you, too. Uh, before we get to that, though, turn to top of it, Zinnia, your laser pistol. Good and warmed up now from, from that shot. Uh, your action, what would you like to do, Rebecca? Yeah, I, I have a question. Having just seen, uh, 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 what's your name? Trust. Um, that's my name. In half, and also knowing what I know about Doshko's being really good about against these things, <laughs> would it be wise for me to go and hit hit it with a melee weapon? Well, that's up to you. But from what you know, they don't seem to be, you know, have any damage reduction or resistance whatsoever. A pistol might be as effective as a sword. Okay. But, but uh, well, I'm gonna go and hit it anyway because that's what you do when you see a bug on your friend's shoulder. You go and hit them, right? So I'm going to uh, fly over stealthily. Mm-hmm. I will say it's in trust. It's in this square right here, just to the um, yeah lower left, so you can move right next to it there. Yep. And I'm going to use my tactical d- baton along with the trick attack. Okay. So. Uh, stealthily gliding on over. Stealthily gliding over. It's still dim, and um, I still have my camouflage membrane, mm-hmm. so that is actually like CR seven or lower. Yeah, that'll do. That trick goes off. Awesome, and that's a seventeen to hit. And as we have determined prior, that is going to be a hit against these things. Not not awesome. even fifteen. They they are uh, that one's flat footed. So what what's we got for damage? Five damage altogether. All right, uh, it's not looking too good. You crack open like it's midsection, and you see, you know, guts start just oozing out of it all onto Tress armor. Um, Miles, we are back to Sprouts. Uh, you've hit this one once before, but it is now attached to your friend. All right, so Sprouts is going to move like to the other side of Echo Seven, try to get a good clean uh, shot, clean shot on this little this little monster, and take take his shot. Um, CR7 or lower. Oh, that'll do. Um, 12 to hit. 12 against EAC, but unfortunately with the even uh, flat-footed with that attach, uh, that is that is going to be a miss. Oh, oh sorry. I'm I demand sorry. a recount. <laughs> uh Oh yeah, I should say, Rebecca, you needed you needed more than a seventeen. You needed to hit that trick attack because you are dazzled. At seventeen. Oh attack. right, 16. yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, trick attack went off. So, um, but this time that is a miss, and that brings us back to Devasho, who might be bleeding a little bit of bug juice uh, himself. Tyler, what you got? Can I use the strength move action thing to rip that off of trust? as well um, or is that just if it's attached to yourself hmm great question i think anyone can can do it um as a as a move action uh, it just says a a move action can can be used to uh to rip it off but mind you you're gonna have to move over there and that will be also your standard yeah probably could do better by just trying to hit it at this point it's already taken a few hits. Uh, Devasho's going to move up, and knowing that, that this thing can't uh, 
you know, lash out at him while it's attached is going to get into perfect position and raise up that tower-like shield and bring it down with all his might. All right, let's see the see this attack. I have rolled a ten on the dice. Ooh, okay, all and right. And I am flanking, so you that is going to be a sixteen. Oh no! Oh no! Sixteen is not gonna do it against so close. That is attached. I am sorry. We are going to its turn, and it is, as I said, it is attached to Trest, which means it's going to try and make its bite attack on Trest. It's got a little bit of a bonus here, so no. I can roll better than a natural two. No. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's trying to get through the armor, but you just hear yeah. clank clank clank. I'm just like kaboom. I'm just like I'm sliding my my sword in between its jaws and trying to pry it loose. Like, <laughs> Drew, it's not dead yet, and it is your turn. What does Echo Seven want to do? All right, so I'm assuming Echo Seven needs to move a little bit to get a decent shot on this guy. Well, yep, you're you're on the back side, the other side of Trest. So shooting now, and and it's uh, it's going to be a lot harder. <laughs> uh, so uh, so Echo Seven's going to move over here, uh, past where uh, Sprouts is is. All right, standing. this is clean shot territory. You and Sprouts are in. <laughs> All right, so let's do it. Hail cannon. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh no! Oh no! Natural one! <laughs> oh, they let it rip! What a disaster! A truly disgusting roll by the player. It's a natural toot, 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 kaboom! I I will never be angry at rolling a natural one myself if we're playing these sound effects. Drew, you want the the the, the deck now? The Paizo official now that we've uh, gone through all the good critical fails on our website. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And you are doing both uh, energy and connect damage. Which one would you like for your fail? Energy. <sighs> that cold is going to get you, buddy. <laughs> this this fail is called, dang it! <laughs> Reroll the attack against a randomly determined target within line of sight oh, that the bro. weapon oh, can no. target. Oh, no. <laughs> Drew, if you shoot Dollar Show right now, oh, buddy, I'm getting a plane ticket down to your home. All right. Well, I I will say that uh, so it's not going to be able to go against this dredger. But if you're shooting your allies who are not currently in a flashlight's beam right now, the very least, there will be a 50 percent mischance because you can't see in the dark. No, no, you missed. <laughs> oh no, you've yeah, missed he, against it. It's a, a randomly determined target. Uh, he he can see everyone because when I am a lit with stellar energy, I emit Boop. twenty feet of light. Oh yeah, good point. Reroll yeah, the attack I'll, I'll randomly also, against. Also, uh, I'm pointing my uh, I'm pointing my flashlight at Devasho. So. Oh, hey, don't call me out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm looking. I'm looking down at this bug on my chest, and you're on the other side of it. He can just see your feet. I feel like maybe. I just. I just don't want Drew's character to murder Tyler's character in episode one. But uh, this could happen. I, I will add the dredger in because it just says randomly determined target. Yeah. When a sight. So you got a one in five chance, Drew, of hitting this target. Uh, we're gonna go down the initiative order for this D10 roll or D5, Number whatever you want to do. Uh, you are, looks like, um, five or six. Okay. Five or right, six. Right there in the middle. You want okay. 
Seven or eight, Drew. Just roll me that dice. I'll tell you. Tell you who you got. Here's a D10. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. No five, no six. No five, no six. Yes. Seven or eight. You got another chance to hit this dredger. Yes. (laughs) MVP, Drew. (laughs) Don't roll another one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. The sweat is off of my brow. What'd you get here on the second roll? That's a 14. Oh my goodness. You might as well have rolled a critical hit for getting two shots off at this thing. <laughs> uh, 14. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, that is still going to be a miss because Oof. it is still attached to, to our friend Trest uh, against KAC. But bottom of the turn, Lord Jabert, you have a chance here, sir, to, to do it yourself. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. So I've got my sword sort of turned like put in between its jaws hold that apart and i'm gonna <laughs> turn it to the side so that it's facing like the blade is facing the guy and i'm gonna pull out and i'm gonna slice it right up the right up the old thorax no that's their weak point uh that's where they got all their organs <laughs> that's where all their pieces are uh would we call this flanking or not really oh, yeah. no okay devash is still on the other side he's still up Oh, no. Oh, that's not good at all. <laughs> oh, no. Natural three on the dice. Do we have a drop for natural three? No. No. Just a miss. It's almost like we have something brand new. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, what if we had one for every number between one and 20? <laughs> that's a 17 season. on the season. dice. 17. That's a 11 oh. on the dice. 11. Ha-ha. Oh. <laughs> we should mention. Pop, pop. What in in our exuberance for this new um, uh, sound effect, we we forgot to thank our Patreon subscribers uh, oh, yes. for that point. critical hit. And we're going back to to Casper uh, at the start of season three, um, and just take a a moment for for that character to shout out any last words uh, they have, and that might be appropriate here, Tyler. What's what would uh, Devasho's last words be if he got murdered by a treasure day one? Um, tell tell my family I will miss them. <laughs> no, oh, so dark. What would those last words be if you got murdered by a Drew? I will burn all 50 states to find <laughs> his body. Oh my goodness. I'm going to burn all the, the copies of, of Dawson's Creek until I find <laughs> the one that Echo 7 is watching. Uh, top of turn three, Rebecca, you can end this. You are right next to this thing. Uh, what does anyone want to do? I am going to stealthily raise my technical b- baton and mm-hmm. hit it again. <laughs> Just beating the, the heck out of Tress' backside. Yeah, this Tress, thing, sorry about this, Trust. <laughs> yeah, this thing is melding into the armor now. It's quite okay. I've been a bad, bad boy. <laughs> so CR 10 or lower, so the trick oh. attack goes off. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Um, and that's a 19, uh, 18 with Dazzled. Oh, yeah. No, that is a hit. And you, uh, max damage, eight points of damage, bludgeon this thing well dead and off of Trest. Uh, and we are out of combat. Oh. 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 I'm like checking my, my carapace to make sure I don't have any holes in me. Yeah, is no. Any, uh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. I was about to say, you're, you're good, Trest, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> And then, then I look over and I see Devasho like just like oozing goo. Yeah, Zinni is gonna run over to Devasho and uh, treat deadly wounds. Can I do that? 
Uh, yeah, so yeah. Trest is going to run up and, uh, and pull out a med kit and like set it down. And uh, maybe we're both sort of like playing with the things, but Trest is just sort of like picking things up and putting them back back down again. <laughs> like Trest doesn't really know how to use a med kit at all, but you go, you, you, you give it a shot and then we'll see. What yeah, Zinnia basically went to med school. I mean, like, you know, she was in <laughs> biology, same thing. Oh yeah, so, no, you, you yeah. probably I've been studying some trucks on the side. So dissected well, yes, lots of bugs before. I should tell you, my physiology isn't quite what normal trucks might have. Oh, oh yeah. That might be why I got a fourteen on the medicine check. <laughs> oh, that's not gonna do it. Not for a basic med <laughs> so, kit. So yeah. I you start like maybe you start, you know, poking around at different tissues and stuff and you know, you might notice that a lot of the, you know, cells and tissues that are kind of more resemble something you might see on Eox than you would maybe a normal rock subject. Like necrotic flesh and, and what looks like old wounds. <laughs> oh no. This might go real bad, guys. Uh, Alright, well I try, uh, I cast Mystic Cure. Uh-oh. Uh, five points of healing damage. Now, I haven't <laughs> looked up anything for an undead character, Tyler. Please tell me you didn't make an undead character, Tyler. <laughs> Uh, no, you still heal me. You're okay, good. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> I, was, I was like, for a moment there, I was like, I cannot believe he did this to me. <laughs> Tyler, mechanically, what, what's uh, what's happening here? You've you've got some necrotic parts, though, right? Yeah, he has necrotic parts, but they they mm. do not give him. Uh, he has he has a a black heart, and um, so mechanically, that does a lot of things for him, but it is not enough it is not so much uh you know uh, necrotic pieces that he doesn't get healed normally there are still there are still living there's still living tissue in him and that can heal just fine uh so yeah trest does move up to debasha who's still standing <laughs> you're still up right tyler <laughs> and uh yeah there's there's a, a light that just kind of engulfs you all for for a brief moment as you see what looks like just energy flowing from from Trest's hands and uh, some of these wounds, uh, maybe one of the larger uh, critical <laughs> wounds, uh, begins stitching itself up on the troncs. Uh, the carapace kind of um, it's like an eggshell breaking in reverse and you see um, some of the, the sinew, the tissue underneath healing as well. Um, still, I, I imagine, have some hit point damage after three points back. Yeah, but Devasho... Uh, that would be sorry. That would be five hit points back. Oh, oh. So yeah, three on the dice. But I forgot you. Yeah, but you have some bonuses wisdom. there. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, he, he's he's essentially fine. And he he looks at both Zinnia and Trust and says, Ah, thank you. I I have heard tales of these swarm being intense, but I never expected anything like that. I was caught completely off guard. I tried to warn you. I told you that they dig their barbed uh, claws into armor you, well, be on the lookout next time perhaps my kindness hide made me arrogant this is uh this is a common problem i think uh, but don't worry i had my trusty uh med kit here and i started packing up my med kit and just like just sort of like smugly pack it into my pocket like i'm pretty sure it's my med kit that did all the good <laughs> job it's my lucky med kit <laughs> No, you have like, magic powers. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Get. I don't understand why everyone has trouble with med kits. It's very easy. 
<laughs> you just channeled mystical energy like a, like a rude <laughs> right right kind of just like just like sort of those like pushed a, a, a gauze onto his side and just channeled and it was just like ta-da uh right so yeah, i think everyone else might be okay but uh tyler does debasho want to take a, a little breather here we'll take uh, a yeah. break yeah that'd be great <laughs> uh right and it's uh a few minutes into that your guys is comm unit crackles to life again and you hear very clearly for a moment the gruff voice of major jaldamarik who says repeat all squadrons form up on inter-region highway 12. Bruno is being fully evacuated and we have to defend the civilians while we are to be continued. Oh, no. Bum, bum, bum. I am fine with that as I need to take a bit of a rest and then we can run over there. <laughs> I got to retool this character. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm always, I'm never putting away my moat shield ever again. So that's just out forever now. So that's just a thing now. Yes. That's a thing. Uh, boy. Oh boy. The rolls don't stop. They keep, they keep coming on this show. I love, I love our first combat so much. They are hair hair racing. <laughs> remember when Tyler's character almost died? Uh, yeah, yeah. Remember when the GM got a critical hit and two of our players got two fails? Oh, yeah, no. My first uh, attack is a natural twenty of the campaign. We don't need to mention that. Uh, yeah, that's not that isn't a bad omen for the entire AP at all. It's it's like I got a little bit of luck and inside information into this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm never clearing my cash. By the way, I hope you guys know that. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, I've had the same cachet for for years now on this podcast. Um, Guys, we got more swarm action coming at you next week. Believe you and me, uh, there is going to be some more. (laughs) It's going to get rougher than this. This is like the first combat. And I just want to warn all of you, uh, you players, you listeners out there listening to this. uh, This AP is you know, a mile a minute, nonstop action and excitement. And uh, maybe jump off right now. If you can't handle this, <laughs> this first fight already has, uh, has given me some heart palpitations, but that's next week. We'll see what happens then. Uh, but until then, uh, guys, thanks for playing with me, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. You. And out there listeners, Thank you, sir. thanks for joining us again for season three. Uh, we will see you all next week. Good night. Good Welcome everybody. to season three. Toot toot kaboom. Toot toot kaboom. Toot toot kaboom. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.